Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I am joined today by my mastermind sister, Dr. Siobhan Parat. She is a three-time author a relationships life coach. I mean, like, I don't even know exactly how to introduce you because you're so fantastic. So Siobhan, why don't you just tell us what you do and who you help? And we'll, we'll start with that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Heather. So if you were to Google me and the interwebs, right, you would see my title is life and marriage coach, which is so hard to encompass exactly what it is that I do. But if I had to summarize it in a quick blurb, it's I help couples and individuals experience more love in their life and love mm. each other well. That is like when I think about what wakes me up in the morning, it's like helping people have healthy relationships that starts first always with the relationship you have with yourself, which is like the life part. And then there is the marriage and relationship part, which is how you love others, how you communicate with others, how you receive love and communication from other people. And so basically that's it. I help couples improve their communication, have a better connection, feel more fulfilled within themselves and in the relationships that they are part of. I love that. Why do you think relationships or this aspect of like love, why is it so important? It's literally the foundation of everything. And I think in life, it's what we all want, right? And so I work with a lot of couples that are very ambitious, high achieving individuals. And I too have been that person and am that person even now, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, I have a doctorate degree. I went to school for a very long time. I had a trajectory in life where my understanding of what brings fulfillment and happiness in life is the next achievement, the next milestone, moving along the conveyor belt of what you think your life is supposed to look like. And so many of the couples that I work with or the individuals that I work with they've achieved those things or they're in process of achieving those things. And there's something that feels a little empty. And I think a lot of times for us that are sort of always go, 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 we never sit still long enough to be with ourselves and to like examine who am I? What's this relationship I have with myself? How do I talk to myself? How do I talk to other people in my life? And so when we can have those pause moments and just be with ourselves, what I find most often we're really wanting is love and acceptance in our lives, right? We want to love ourselves. We want to accept ourselves no matter where we are, right? And I know that most of your listeners are building businesses, right? But Mm -hmm. part of the way to build an effective business is from a place of love for yourself 
and love and experiencing love and support from the people around you, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so many of my clients, a lot of them are entrepreneurs as well. They'll come to me and they'll say like, oh, working on my marriage freed me up from a lot of stress that I was experiencing at home, a lot of, you know, worry or just like, heavy feelings and emotions I was dealing with that was creating a block for me being able to show up as effectively or, you know, at my highest level to do my work. Right. Yeah. And when you work on like the relationships you have, it is the core of your life, right? Like, yes, there's all the accomplishments. Yes. There's the business. Yes. There's the success. And believe me, you and I both have a lot of success in the work that we do. But I think we would also say that like, yes, to all of that, let's pursue our purpose, our desires. Let's bring in a lot of abundance into our homes, into our lives. But we also know you could have millions and millions of dollars and be arguing with your spouse every day or feel inadequate in your relationship or be criticizing and blaming your spouse for everything going wrong in life. Mm -hmm. And you still feel very unfulfilled and unhappy and unloved. Mm, yeah. So I just wonder what it's like for people, like how you were saying that a lot of people you've worked with, they work on their relationship and then that frees themselves. It frees up their time or their capacity to create the business that they want. And then there's also this aspect of people out there in the world, which I totally have been guilty of this in the past of like their syndrome. It's like, when I get there, then I can finally like rest, relax, recharge, or start to focus on something else of importance. But it's like, I'm never going to be there. <laughs> you know, The next accomplishment, the next thing, all of these things. So what would you say, or how do you work with people that are maybe stuck in that cycle of the next best thing instead of like, what if I just focused on this relationship or this aspect of my relationship? Mm -hmm, Sure. I think it comes from first asking the question, when you get there, what do you think it's going to be like? Mm. Because we tell ourselves a story about getting there, whatever that milestone is for you. When I get there, then I'll have more time. I'll be able to be more present. I'll feel happier. I'll feel successful. I'll be able to turn this part of my brain off and turn this other part of my brain on. Yeah. And I want to just let you know from being a person who, you know, lives like that as well, it doesn't actually work that way. (laughs) Whatever you're working with inside your brain, the emotions you're struggling with, the thoughts you have, if they're not cleaned up and cleared out, they just come along with you and they get a little bit bigger as you go along the path to there. Yeah. And so I've had so many clients come to me and just recognize like, I've been putting this off for so long. And I think part of what makes that hard is when we're working in our businesses, right? And we're trying to achieve a financial goal or a client goal or whatever the case may be, it feels very time bound, right? Like we think about things in like calendar years or months or whatever it is. And we are very clear about like, this is the deadline by which I want to achieve this goal. Mm-hmm. When it comes to marriage and when it comes to your relationships, there isn't a real deadline, right? Especially in marriage where it's like, we're married, unless you're actively every day talking about divorce, there is no like deadline, right? The only deadline is a more intangible deadline of like, how long do you want to keep feeling the way that you're feeling? 
And so what happens with that a lot of times with entrepreneurs is it gets mixed up because we think that like we're feeling unhappy maybe in our relationship or feeling frustrated with some things going on inside with our partner. But we think that just making more money and being more fulfilled in our business is going to solve that. And I think that keeps people stuck working so hard on the business, giving so much time and attention to their business, but that creates bigger and bigger gaps in the primary relationship in your home Mm -hmm. that's fueling so much of how you're feeling emotionally. Yeah. Because I think too, like when you're working on your business and when you're an entrepreneur, which all of my people are, they're building MFR businesses, you can get so much feedback, like positive feedback from your clients and from like putting stuff on social media, like putting a podcast out, you can get so much quote unquote love from people that you're in a relationship with, right? Like external of like, they're paying you money to work with you or whatever. So it's easy, I think, to put more value on that because it's like quick hits of this fills me up. This makes me feel good. This feels like it's keeping me going. And then maybe it seems like more work to have to maybe get that feedback from your spouse or someone you're in a relationship with. Does that make sense? Or you discount it, right? You discount it. I remember so many podcast interviews listening to people, right? Like they talk about their beginning stages of their business. They're like, yeah, I had a very small email list or I have very small following. The only people that liked my posts were like my husband and my mom. Yeah. And we discount that, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, no, that praise or that affirmation doesn't matter as much. And I think it really comes from this achievement-based culture of like, I matter most when I've achieved this milestone, right? Especially when you're building a business. And listen, I've hired a lot of coaches. I value all of the mentorship that I've had. But when you're following people who are so much farther ahead than you, right? What unconsciously happens is you think you're not good enough until you get there. And I would love to just offer to all of your listeners, like, what if you're good enough when you're making $1,000 a month? What if you're good enough when you're making $10,000 a month, $100,000 a month, whatever number that's the biggest number you can imagine or the smallest number you can imagine. What if you're just good enough, right? Like what if you're validated enough? Yeah. I love the idea of that because I'm just thinking about all of my clients out there that maybe aren't even my clients yet, right? But they're in my orbit. They're listening to the podcast. They're hearing people hit 100K years and they're like, what in the world? Or 10K months. And they're like, but they can't even imagine that because maybe they have zero clients right now. But what if every step of the journey is just as important as the payload of the $100,000 year, like the part where you pick your business name, the part where you are looking at renting space, the part where you are crafting your documents for your clients, like health history forms, like all of that, like what if all of that is just as juicy and delicious as the part where you start to pay yourself every month? Yeah. And you have to go through all of those steps of the journey in order to get the result that you want and not discount how important it is. And I like, I just want to circle back to the part where like, maybe it's your husband and your mom and your grandma that are all, or your spouse, your parents and your grandparents liking your social media or buying your book or signing up for treatments. Like we do discount that. Like I'm totally guilty of that. I actually used to feel a little bit embarrassed because my husband was like the only one liking my stuff. And some days he still is, but it doesn't even occur to him 
that that would bother me, he would still do it even if he knew it bothered me. Because <laughs> it doesn't bother him, right? Like he's doing it because he loves doing it. So he's not going to stop. But what would our relationship be like if I didn't discount that and I just felt like the way he feels when he likes my posts, right? And half the time I'm like, did you even read that? And he's like, no, but I just love it. I just love it because you put it up. Yes. And let me, <laughs> this is so good because my husband used to do the same thing when I first started. Him liking the posts, right? Is just you being able to receive his massive support of what you're doing. Yeah. And I think we miss that, right? We're thinking that the like from the stranger, when we make that mean something, right? And we all know like there's vanity metrics of everything. Like I don't ever know or care who likes anything. I just want to know, is this message getting out to as many people as it possibly yeah. can? That is my goal. But we do, and I have in many stages of growing my business, cared a lot about that because I thought it meant something. But when it comes to our family and our partners, when they're showing support and appreciation and validation for what we're doing, because it's not directly tied to revenue, right? It's not directly tied to this goal that we're constantly working to towards, we just don't even really look at what it is offering us. Yeah. And what is it like to be massively supported by your partner as you build your business? Now, let me just also say, I work with a lot of clients who like are growing businesses and their spouse isn't supportive. So we could probably do an entire podcast or maybe even have yeah. some little conversation to, to get right. We might need to do that. We should do that. We should be like, this one is definitely like on the support of a spouse, but like, what if it's the opposite? Yeah, we should do that. What if it's the opposite? Yeah, for sure we can. So it's really recognizing of like, what is it like to, and this goes more to like, why you want to be doing both, right? It's not a one or the other, but if you're having any cracks or any place in your marriage that's not feeling nourishing, right? You want to think about your marriage or your relationship is like, the garden that you're building and you're planting these seeds in, right? Your home environment is what you're living and breathing all the time. And so if that environment doesn't feel loving and supportive and nourishing and calm and peaceful or whatever adjectives you want to be experiencing as you're building your business, then that's just another heavy bag that you're carrying on top of the heaviness of trying to put yourself out there, of trying to you know wake up your audience to pay attention to what you're doing. And so when you've worked on your relationship and you have that support, it just gives you more fuel to your fire to go into the fire, essentially as an entrepreneur, to build your business. Yeah, because it's like constantly putting yourself out there, the vulnerability, the... I mean, it's like being on fire all the time, some days, right? Where you're just laying it out all on the line. And I know for me, when I go into an open cart launch, when I'm like, hey, everybody join my program, I instantly feel like I'm asking people to like me. And I've had to do a lot of work around this, right? Like it's not people saying, yes, they like me or no, they like me. If they sign up, it's more like have the right people heard the right thing that's gotten them to say, yes, I want to work with you. It doesn't really have anything to do with whether or not they like me, right? I can make it mean whatever I want to make it mean based on the level, I guess, of my mental health that week. <laughs> of course. And some of it goes back to also, how do I feel showing up to this based on the relationship that I'm experiencing at home? Lucky for me, like I'm married to probably one of the sweetest, most docile men on the planet. <laughs> 
was like, okay, we're here for this. But also I think we've been in relationships since I was 21 years old and I'm about to be 44. So we have been married for more than half my life now at this point, which is crazy to me. And he's had to adapt and watch me change and go through all of these things. He's been very consistent. <laughs> I feel like I'm the one that's like crazy all the time, like changing and like, Hey, let's spend all our money on this. Hope it works out. Want to do it? And he's like, sure. Here's the checkbook, you know? So I don't know where I was going with that, but that part where, when you are a business owner and you're feeling very vulnerable, how do you lean on your spouse and accept that kind of support when maybe your brain is more like, I think one of the things I do is I like to twist everything my husband does and like make it mean he's making fun of me, even though that would like never occur to him to do. And I'm always like, why are you making fun of me? And he's like, what was even happening right now in your brain? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, podcast listener. I want to make sure that you know and understand that you can become a founding member of my brand new 12 month coaching program right now. Get in before we even start our live coaching or get in the week we start live coaching August 1st. There's zero benefit to waiting for your business to be in the perfect situation in order for you to join. There's so much power for being in community and learning from others that are going through the same things that you're going through or one step ahead of you. Be in this group and get to work on your business right now. Create the foundations to have a six-figure myofascial release business. Do it now. Do it today. I'm so excited to be your coach. Go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching today and join right now. I'll see you over there. And again, live coaching begins August 1st. You get instant access to the course right after you sign up. See you later. You know, a lot of times we think our partners won't get it. Mm-hmm. And they won't understand it. And again, like for anyone listening who's like, my partner doesn't even care. They would never like, we'll come back. I'll come back. <laughs> Part two. Or you can listen to my podcast, right? We'll talk about that later. I'm like, I'm sure I have an episode or two about that, but I've done many interviews with other coaches about this dynamic. But for those of you who do have a partner who would support you, who would be willing, I think you get to decide like, what is holding me back from leaning into this level of support? And it's so funny that we're even having this conversation because the podcast episode I just recorded prior to getting on with you was about being vulnerable. And it was about, (laughs) it was about being willing to take off these masks. Right. And especially, you know, everyone starts their business at different phases in their life and maybe, you know, making money in your business is like a requirement for your family. It's not even like, you know, your spouse is the primary bedwinner while you build up, but mm-hmm. whatever place and zone you're in and growing your business, you want to assess for yourself. Am I putting requirements and standards upon myself that I need to have hit a certain number or have achieved a certain thing in order for me to have permission to still pursue this? I know for me, that happened a little bit at the beginning. Like I actually started my business maternity leave with my first child and my husband was the primary bedwinner. But after a while, you know, like once she went to daycare, I was like, well, I've got to make X amount of dollars to earn my keep of like being able to still do this business. Right. It was just like an arbitrary 
thing that I put on myself. And so you want to think about like, if you do have a partner that's supportive, but you're not leaning on them, is it because you've set this criteria for yourself of like what you have to do to be worthy of pursuing your business, to be worthy of having their support, right? Like, I think some of us can get caught up of like, oh, I keep failing. Like this launch didn't go well. I didn't sign the clients I want. I feel like a failure Mm -hmm. and you beat yourself up, but then you have a partner who's like, no, it's okay. It's totally fine. There's going to be a disconnect. You're going to be like, no, it's not fine. Right. You can't receive that love and compassion. You can't even hear them say that. Yeah. It's not. Why are you such a dick? Yeah. And as a marriage coach, I just want to be like, why not? Like receiving love and compassion from your spouse is like the best thing in the world. Right. But if we can't even receive it from ourselves, like if we're not used to giving the love and compassion to ourselves, I think that's been the work for me is like how mean I am inside my own brain to myself at all times. Like that's the go-to. So being aware of that. And then when I can temper that down, then I can hear what he's saying to me. Yeah. In a non like painful way. Cause otherwise, like literally we were just having this conversation. I'm like, everything you say to, to me, like, I'm just twisting it and trying to figure out how you're making fun of me. And he's just like, what is going on? He's like, I wouldn't even know how to do that. That's not even my nature. And if anyone like people know my husband, like they'd be just be laughing. Like he's so nice. It wouldn't occur to him to do anything mean ever. Yeah. But I grew up with like a very sarcastic father, like just a very sarcastic household. So it was like being mean was actually like love, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's just, it's an interesting place to be mentally when like you have a very loving spouse, but your brain is very mean on its own without any, no outside influence. It's just going to be mean. So yeah, yeah. Random side note. Would you just fix that part of my brain, Siobhan? Like while we're on this Zoom call? Just fix it, fix it right up. Off the air, we'll we'll click it, click it right back. We'll do some work. Okay, (laughs) I'm just exposing all of my innards today. What do you think is the most useful part of being able to lean into that spouse relationship, the supportive spouse, even when you're not supporting yourself? Like, how can you use that to help you through moments of that? It's a great question because I think this is where the their mentality, like getting their mentality, you can actually use it to your advantage now because I believe that we idealize when we're there, right? So let's just say for an example, like you're there, right? There in quotes is a hundred K business, right? Mm-hmm. You imagine yourself to be feeling a certain way, to be thinking certain thoughts, to be having certain experiences in your life. And I would assume that for most people listening, like When you're there at 100K business, you'll think like, yes, this is something that's valid and my spouse should be happy, right? I'm like contributing to our family or we're doing these things together now. And I want you to take that experience you believe you will have there and superimpose it onto now. Mm. So it's like, what do you imagine happening there? Now bring it to here bring it to here. Right. And I think like when you're able to do that, when you're able to say like, what I'm working towards is having this very symbiotic, I don't know why I'm going all biology right now, but I love it. A very symbiotic relationship with your business and your home. Right. I want everyone to just think about that. where like, they just operate really well together. 
And that's what we're envisioning there is going to look like. But you can also create that experience now. And I think like, again, when we were talking about the various points, like whether you're making $1,000 a month or 10,000 or, you know, whatever, that how you build your business matters. And you get to decide now from ground zero or from ground 20, wherever you are, you get to decide what experience you want to have building this business, right? So whether that's making your first website or making your first post or whatever you're doing, how do you want that experience to be? Do you want it to be, and I'll just raise my hand, also being vulnerable. I remember because I did start my business on maternity leave, right? I would be like nursing my child, not present there, trying to make a Facebook post because I thought I had to be on Facebook all the time. Mm-hmm. And in reflection now, right? I'm like, when it's time to go pick up my kids from school, office is closed, right? Like I want to be present with them, but I had to learn that that's what I wanted. I had to learn that like, not only is that what I want, but also that's how it can be for me as I build and grow my business. And so I would encourage everyone, no matter where you are, whether you already have a very established, successful business, or you're literally just getting started today, to think about what is the experience, what kind of relationship do I want me in my business as the CEO of this work to have with me as a partner, as a parent, as a family member in my home? Yeah. I think that's so good too, to like check into like, what do you want your experience of this to be? And then check in regularly with yourself. Am I creating that experience or am I creating the opposite of that experience actually? (laughs) And then what do I need to do to create more of how I want it to be? And I think I'm constantly doing that checking into like, oh, this was too much or this was too much of a commitment or I didn't like how I felt in this situation. So I'm going to do it differently next time. Like constantly evaluating. Like I teach my people how to do that. What went well, what didn't go well and what you can do differently next time. And I think evaluating everything you're doing consistently, constantly like over-evaluate, do it as much as you can so that you really finally get the recipe that works for you. And you can also, no matter like how far down the road you go in the direction that you weren't hoping to go, you can always turn around and nothing's gone wrong. Mm -hmm. So that's really important too. I find that too, like showing up I think making that conscious decision ahead of time of like, how do you want to be in this relationship with your business or in your relationship with your spouse? And then always fine tuning it. It's such a great and easy thing to be doing. It's not actually that much work to be fine tuning. I'll share this with you. So this in the month of February, my husband and I went on two out of town trips and we left our kids. I have an adult child now, which is crazy. I have an 18 year old. He's an adult child. So we can like leave our kids home now, which is so weird because we've got two drivers. And so we went out of town twice and just having that connection where we could like just be alone and like talk about things and just have that alone time and then trust that our kids would be okay still without us has been a huge experience. And then to do it twice in a row in the same month, in a tiny month like February has also been a huge growing opportunity for our relationship. And I think for our kids too, and for my business to like step outside of it and just like not be in front of the computer 24 hours a day, not be responding to Facebook messages 24 hours a day, just having a break and seeing that it's okay to do that is also highly recommended. 
<laughs> highly, highly recommended. Yeah, you're living the way you want to live. And again, just back to the there mentality, we think we'll do those things then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to wait until I like yes. sell all the spots that I could ever possibly sell and then go on a trip to Hawaii or something. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And there are little ways to do it now. Yeah. Little overnight trips. I went out of town, just got like three days of myofascial release, which was amazing. And, you know, just chill. Yeah. Don't have to cook dinner. Don't have to make your bed. Don't have to make my bed. I asked my husband to unpack for me and he did. It was amazing. <laughs> awesome. You put the jackpot. Yeah. You put the jackpot. He's the best. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do in your life before you became a life coach? Yeah, great question. So I did this. <laughs> I did the same it thing. I called this, but I did this. So it's funny because I had a client ask me, she was like, what's your doctorate in? So my degree is actually in public health, but I studied intimate partnerships, right? So you think okay. of health as like the CDC or especially with COVID, like that stuff, that is one arm of it. But I was much more in the social science of it. And I studied in the Department of Population and Family Health Sciences. So my focus was on family health, intimate partnerships. And so I did research on intimate partnerships. And then after I graduated, I ran a healthy relationships program for a nonprofit teaching teenagers healthy relationship skills. So I have a lot of experience designing curriculum and doing trainings. And then when I wanted to leave that career and be home, I was like, these are all the things that I want to do. And I literally just like, I was watching Oprah episode with Stephen. Yes, love Oprah. Right. And it was just like, I decided in that moment, like, I'm just going to pull all the things I love together. And I was like, I love helping people and giving people advice. I didn't even know coaching was a thing at the time. Yeah. And I love doing trainings. I love doing events. I love designing programs. I love talking and speaking. I love writing. I'm just going to do all those things. And so I just started doing it. And then I discovered a podcast and then it was a a life coach school podcast. And I was like, oh, this is really a thing. This is like a career. And then the rest is history. My daughter is about to be nine. Oh yeah. You've been doing it for a while. Yeah. What's so funny. My first life coach, Tavana Denise, like she was coaching me this, like before I knew what the life coach school was. And she's like, oh yeah, you should listen to the life coach school podcast. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) I was like laughing. I like, that's what it's called. And she's like, yeah. And I listened to it, I think like three times before I signed up to become a life coach. It was my saving grace because I found it on maternity leave while I was nursing in the middle of the night. And I was like, this is my thing keeping me up in the middle of the night while I'm like... It's so good. Yeah. Everybody go listen to it. And then also your podcast is called Love Marriage Again Podcast, right? Yeah. Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan. And people can find that anywhere. Anywhere, anywhere, just Google it or you can go directly to my website. It's there. Okay. Do you have like an easy exercise or something you can give to the audience that could ground them down into having more awareness about how they're showing up in their relationship or anything that can help them as they're building their businesses and they're working also on their relationships? I think the best place to start always when I'm asked this question is deciding what you want. I think as entrepreneurs, we get to spend 
luxurious amounts of time thinking about what we want in our business because we're engaged in communities and listening to podcasts like this that challenges to be thinking about that and working towards it all the time. Yeah. That is how you become successful. You decide what you want. You figure out what are the things you need to do? What are the actions you need to take? What are the thoughts and the mindset you need to adopt to create it? And it's the exact same thing in your marriage. That's so I good. I just encourage everyone to sit down and think about like, what do you really want in your relationship? And I know everyone listening to this may not be partnered. What do you want in the relationship with yourself? Yeah. Because that's the most important relationship right. anyways. Yeah. And just be thinking about that and keep asking yourself that question. And the more and more practice you get at asking yourself that question, the more the answers are going to come to you. And then the more you'll be able to see. And again, for anyone, if you're already working on your business, the pivot of translating those same skill sets that has you being so committed and action-oriented there are the same ones here, right? So it's like, what do you want? What's standing in your way? what's the obstacle, right? So for some of you, it's going to be, Hey, I'm not like getting myself out there enough. I'm not meeting enough people. I'm not making enough offers in your marriage. If you want a marriage or relationship where you have great communication, what's getting in the way there? Oh, I'm super emotionally reactive. Oh, I'm super offended. I'm super defensive. Right. So then it's like, okay, let's work on that. I always think you're making fun of me. Yeah. Right. So you want to think about like, what are the things that trip you up there? And then how can you solve for those? Yeah, that's so good. So it's as simple as just decide what you want. And you maybe you decide every day. Maybe you have to redecide every day. Yes. What a great way to start your day. What a great way to start your day. What do I want for myself? Instead of like, what do I have to do today? It's like, what do I want today? Like, how do I want my day to go? How do I want to show up to this business? How do I want to show up to my relationship? And maybe you can even just focus on one area each week. Like I'm going to show up fully when my kids get home from school. And that means for me, like spending 30 minutes sitting at the counter and like just listening to them talk to each other or whatever it is, right? It doesn't have to be a ton of stuff. Yes, it doesn't. And I I love that example because I think it does highlight like, yes, you can do it every week, every day even parts of your day, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, it's sort of like in the morning between, you know, 6 a.m. and 9, my focus is my kids, getting them out the door. Then it's like, okay, that can dial down. Now I'm turning this up. And then it's business, serving my clients, et cetera. And then later it's like picking them up. And then it's like when my husband gets home and you can do that for all parts of your day. What I want this part of my day to be like, yeah. what matters the most to me in this part of my day. Mm-hmm. And I think for people that are maybe passively thinking, oh, that sounds like a lot of work. I got to plan all this shit out, you know, and all that stuff. But like the day is going to go by no matter what. What if you just randomly try it like on a Tuesday and a Thursday, like I'm going to purposefully figure out what I want on these two days, this one week of my life and see how it goes. Yeah. And if you like it, keep doing it. And just, it doesn't have to be so rigid where you're doing it to perfection. It's like, okay, maybe you just pick 30 minutes of your day that you're going to enjoy in this certain way. Decide what you want and go out and do it. Same for your business. Like imagine how much you could get done if you kind of put that perfectionism aside and you're like, today I'm going to do my website or whatever. And you just get it done. Yeah. Or another thing that like really comes up for people in my community is 
deciding they're going to go out and like meet doctors and dentists in their town and coming up with like the right spiel. And I'm always like, just go ahead and write a letter and go deliver it and get it out of your system and then go back and work on your belief work because it's not really about, you know, you're the best referral source. All you need to do is meet people, tell them you're an MFR therapist and make offers to help them. And the more time you're wasting on trying to come up with your pitch, the less time you're spending really believing that people are coming and like talking to those people. Right. And being a person that people want to work with. Right. I think like to the perfectionist, it is a lot of doing and doing it right. Yeah. But the person that's going to have a business and life and set of relationships that feel fulfilling, it's about being who you want to be. And that's why asking that question, like, what's the relationship I want to have to this? What's the relationship I want to have to myself? How do I want to experience this part of my day? That is where you're going to find the greatest fulfillment because it's not actually what sentence you say when you're like walking through the door. It's like, how are you feeling about yourself? Who are you being when you walk through that? Yeah. And that can just be put down to like to the micro level of like, even in a sales conversation, who do you want to show up when you sell this package today to this client? Like, how do you want to feel at the end of it? No matter yeah. what their answer is, no matter what they say or do, how do you want to feel? Yes. So, so cool. Okay. So everybody go out there and decide what you want and take a few minutes to just write it down in like all different kinds of scenarios. This question is going to help you solve a lot of problems. And also just, I think most importantly, connect back to yourself and the relationship you have with yourself. So if you're in a good relationship and a good space with yourself, likely you are showing up differently to your spouse, to your kids, to everybody else that you're in relationship with. And if you need help with that, or if you want to deepen your marriage and your relationship with your spouse, reach out to Dr. Siobhan. Find her at drshavon.com. That's D-R-C-H-A-V-O-N-N-E.com. What are you on Facebook and Instagram? I am mostly on Instagram. It's at Siobhan Parat on Instagram. Okay. So that's all the places you can find her. We'll also have all of your information in the show notes. Is there anything else you want to leave the audience with before we wrap up here? We've said so much. What's sticking out to me is really broadening the lens of success and fulfillment in your life and making sure that that includes not only your business goals, but the relationship you have with yourself while you're achieving that and the relationship you have with your partner or other important relationships in your life. I love this so much. Thank you so much for being on today. And we will have to do a part two where we examine other things going on in relationships and also like how do you navigate when you don't have a supportive spouse in your business so stay tuned for part two everybody and we'll see you next week on another episode of the mfr coaches podcast bye thanks for joining me today my mission is to help every mfr therapist become a part of the movement where no mfr therapists ever under earn or burn out Join my 12-month coaching program. You'll spend the first 90 days setting up your foundation to create your six-figure business. Then you'll go to work and uncover exactly what's holding you back from the business that you want and desire. Get support while you raise your rates, set your policies, and learn how to talk about MFR and how to sell MFR in service of your clients. Learn exactly how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you've had your business for years. 
His program is open to all MFR therapists who want to create what is possible when you stop playing small and start showing up in your full power as the John Barnes trained MFR therapist you are. Put your magic to work in the world and help more people get out of pain and back to active lifestyles. I'll help you do it. Go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching and sign up right now.